Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the baseball podcast. We are here on your what many call our second last night on the World Baseball Classic. Um, we sort of did, we sort of revisited this with a specific uh, Team Israel related thrust for a couple of days, but we're back to, you know, general World Baseball Classic international interest events, many call them. Um, so, yeah, there's. There's a lot to talk about, specifically the legitimacy of the World Baseball Classic itself has been called into question recently by people who really are not baseball fans. It's a little <laughs> weird. It's 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 ridiculous. I don't know. I know that you saw. I don't know if everybody else has seen that Barstool guy, KFC. Yep. I don't know who he is. Although yep. it's working because he made one of the most idiotic takes of all time and it's getting him everywhere. So good on him, I guess. But yeah, this isn't any publicity is good publicity situation to be <laughs> absolutely sure. Right. I mean, people saying, oh, Edwin Diaz got hurt and that's not fair to the mess. Whatever. You shouldn't be playing the World Baseball Classic. I disagree, but fine. I understand where you're coming from. This guy literally was like, nobody cares about the World Baseball Classic. No, Like, Japan and China, they don't even have baseball leagues. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was funny. Like, Japan is – I would argue Japan is the best baseball country in the world. Not, like, talent-wise, but, like, fan with place in the country. Like, Japan is above the U.S. in terms of, like, what baseball means to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, in terms of, like, baseball fandom, I, like – the U.S. might not even be like top three anymore. No, the, the U.S. is definitely behind. You know, like, like are... if you just look at the World Baseball Classic, like the U.S. fans are into it. Like, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of guys. A yeah. friend of the show, Sean Spradling, it, it went down there. He uh, interviewed. Whoa, get Betts, it right. Best friend of the best show. Best friend of the show. He interviewed Mookie Betts and stuff. Like, clearly, there are people that are really into it. Not like they are in Japan and the Caribbean. Like it's 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 amazing to see Korea. Also, um, mm-hmm. I want to get sidetracked for a minute on Sean. I want to, well, I mean, first of all, congratulate Sean. I feel like this has been the culmination. Yeah, first of, of all, this has been the culmination of about a year, I guess, of really hard work and Sean figuring everything out as he goes, you know, him sort of saying, I, you know, I noticed that there's this gap in coverage and I want to do my best to fill it. And like, man, it took off. Good, good for you, Sean. I'm, I'm really proud of you. But I also want to say that, you know, Sean, Sean has done better than anyone else at covering the World Baseball Classic, and I don't understand how MLB and the World Baseball Classic and the WBSC haven't noticed yet. I mean, I guess they have because he was down on the field and obviously had media access and everything, but right. as far as I know, that's only because he he works for this guy, Rob Bradford, now, and that guy has connections. Like, I think – I mean, I haven't talked to Sean about this, but I think that's how it happened. Like, I don't think MLB extended an invite or anything to him. I could be wrong. Right. I'll have to ask him, but – it's unbelievable to me that MLB hasn't started at least a token tweet of like, go check out Sean Spradling. Like what does it matter with these people? Yeah. I think one thing that we know that they absolutely have not said to Sean Spradling is I'm trying to help you out, get you something started. We know for a fact that they did not mention that. In fact, that's what Sean said to them. Yeah. Sean looked at them and said, I'm trying to help you out, get you something started. <laughs> and then they said, I despise him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they didn't give him any attention. It's it's, it's whack. I know, I know we're getting sidetracked, but I just want to say a huge congratulations to Sean. He's been a good yes. friend to me along the way. We just kind of talk about life and stuff too. And he's been great. And I'm really glad to see it paying off for him. And, and here's all I'll say about Sean. I texted or he texted me 
at some point, I think to talk about the Edwin Diaz injury. And I didn't want to bother him because I know he's, you know, he's traveling and he's he's working and everything. He's got all the stuff to do. So I don't want to bother him. So I haven't been talking to him. So he's, he texts me about Edwin Diaz. We're talking for a little bit. And I was like, by the way, how's it going? You know, is it everything that you thought it'd be? Is it fun? And he goes, I'll sum that up with one picture. And it's a picture of him on Chase, like on the field at Chase Field with Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> and I was uh, like, yep. I was like, well, <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I saw that 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 fine looking man hanging off his arm. Dude, so God bless Sean. <laughs> I think this is just the beginning. I can't wait to see it. And one thing that people aren't talking about, since the World Baseball Classic is is gonna be three years for the next two in between, and then it'll go back to four. We got qualifiers in two years, Tom. Yeah, it's coming up fast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Speaking of qualifiers, the results are in now from pool play. The teams that will have to requalify are I'm trying to think of this off the top of my head. Chinese Taipei or Taiwan. Right. That's China. a rough one, unfortunately. Yeah, they deserve better. China, Colombia, shockingly. Yeah. Nicaragua. And I think the thing that's interesting is, like you said, Taiwan, I'm going to call them Formosa. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, they're a great baseball country. They had some MLB guys. They have a pretty good league of their own. And they just, you know, they went two and two like everybody else in their pool. And whatever the math turned out, they mm-hmm. had scored, I don't know, not enough runs or whatever. And they got right. Yeah, they didn't get enough whatever. clutch grand slams from Yu Chang. <laughs> right. Yeah. On the bright side, um, I feel, I mean, they're a great baseball country and in qualifiers, you don't get to use MLB players, at least they didn't last time because it takes place during the season. So they've got a pretty good league, so they, they should be okay to to move on. So that's good. Yeah. Um, China, I, it was time. Like I see what MLB is doing. Uh, they're trying to get it started. They were doing everything they could to make sure China would keep its spot. And I, I have a conspiracy theory. Can I run it past you, Tom? Oh, oh. I was thinking about this. I was, I, thinking, uh, about, I was thinking I about the, the X-Files theme. I was thinking about about Taiwan being stuck in a pool with all the European countries. And I went, wait a minute. If you're MLB or whoever, WBC, whatever, whoever's making these decisions, the pool is all European teams. And I understand it's in Taiwan. However, just stick with me here. Does it make sense to have Cuba, for instance, or Panama from Central America? In the pool with all European teams that takes place in Taiwan. Or would you maybe take another European team like the Czech Republic and put them in? And in most other pools, there's a clear fourth and fifth team or at least a clear fifth team. Right. And the Czech Republic would be that as much fun as they are. They're not of the same caliber. And I thought about it and I went, well... The Czech Republic is probably the second to worst team in the tournament but ahead of China. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence that they're with China and good on China. They gave them a run for their money. They almost won that game. But I right. was about it and I was like, it really doesn't make sense to put the Czech Republic in that pool to have the two worst teams in the tournament go up against in, in the in the weakest field. And I thought about it and I went, well. If you're trying to do everything you can to make sure China can keep going in this tournament, you're going to put them in with the Czech Republic because that's really the only winnable game that they have. And they almost did it. I don't I mean, this is my own conspiracy theory, but I don't like how hard MLB is trying to get China off the ground. It's not working, although I will say I was a little more impressed with China the way they played than I thought. I thought it was going to be guys who like didn't know how to play the game of baseball. Honestly, these guys do what they do. A couple of their guys look kind of impressive. They had a guy from NPB. They had a guy from KBO. And they had a guy who hit a home run off 
Shohei Otani. Like, you know, they scored a couple of runs. So yeah. whatever, good on China, but it's time. They need to go back to qualifiers. Honestly, they're okay. probably not going to qualify again. Now, um, uh, quick question for you. Okay. Can yeah. can you um, – could you just say one more time that that was a conspiracy theory for me? So that was a conspiracy theory? <laughs> Anyway, I got. I just want you guys to know I downloaded that in real time. (laughs) (laughs) So I I got a sidetrack talking about my conspiracy theory. But anyway, Uh, uh, the end result is the the end result is (laughs) Taiwan will have to go back to qualifiers. China will have to go back to qualifiers. Colombia, shockingly. And Nicaragua. Nicaragua was a team that just qualified. They actually did really well, I thought, considering they were in a pool with four clearly better teams. They almost beat Israel. And honestly, they should have beaten Israel because they had to lead the entire game. They handed it over to Loai Siga, who was their relief ace, and it just, you know, he didn't have like they did everything right. So I kind of feel for Nicaragua. They did a lot better than I thought they would. Um, Colombia, though, I want to talk about Great Britain was the clear least favorite in that pool. And Colombia, they suffered some losses. They lost um, Jose Quintana. They lost uh, Tito Polo and stuff. A-plus right. name, by the way. And yeah, that is a top-tier name for the tournament. And Colombia came out swinging, man. They beat Mexico, and people were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And fell apart. They lost to Canada. They lost to the U.S., obviously. And they lost a great uh, The U.S. did their best not to win that game. <laughs> That's true. The U.S. But... tried not to. But they lost to Great <sighs> Britain. And since Great Britain beat Colombia and they both finished one and three. Great Britain now requalifies, and I think that's really important because Colombia, they're a pretty good baseball nation. They've got some, they've got a handful. Like I think they got like thirteen active major right. leaguers. Something like they're doing pretty well. So I think Colombia's got a pretty good shot at requalifying. Uh, Great yeah, Britain was going to be tough sledding again because you know it was tough for them this time, and they had the, you know that miraculous win, and I was, it was awesome. But I was worried that if they right. got kicked back to the qualifiers, they would have a pretty good chance of not requalifying. So it's nice to see them be able to load up for twenty twenty six and not have to worry about that. Again, yeah, I think really Great Britain and Czech Republic were both beneficiaries of Spain totally fell apart at the end of that qualifier round. I don't know if they would both get past Spain again. And I like that they did, especially the Czech team, because Spain is a bunch of major league castoffs who have never been to Spain in all likelihood. Some of them ended up on other teams like... um Ronald Medrano ended up on what uh, Nicaragua? Or yeah, was that he, pitched, he pitched well. Yeah, I mean he's a good pitcher. I don't think he has anything to do with Spain, and that does come back to the, like you know the discussion we've had about Israel and Italy, like using domestic players. But like the Czech team put out all domestic players. They have their own league, and they got past Spain, and now they don't have to worry about doing that again. So, you know, this time they're not going to have to go up against the the ever-luminescent uh, hell Beltre. And and importantly, this guarantee, I, th- I think it was $300,000 just for entering the tournament and then $400,000 for moving on, something like that. But this guarantees them in three years another $300,000 with which to grow your program and stuff. So that's, yeah. that's great to see. Um, that's big money for, especially like Extra Liga, you know, it sounds like a great league, but at the end of the day, it is an amateur league. Like, you know, there's some good players over there for sure. There's a lot of ex-pros. I mean, that's a, a lot of amateur leagues are like that. But like, at the end of the day, they're going to be underfunded just by nature of the fact that they're an amateur league. So any injection of cash like that is a huge bonus. Agreed. And any were, injection of, of any of that, great. 
fantastic they were also, fruit they were also so much fun like they yes. had all the this guy's a fireman this guy's a neurologist this guy's you know whatever they had all mm-hmm. of that um they had cool players like eric sogard is a lot of fun everybody likes eric sogard yeah um mark kloop yeah mark kloop handsome martin schneider was a lot of fun like they had a lot of cool players and they had an awesome awesome late inning victory over china I don't think Spain would have been that way. Although Spain would have had access to some obviously MLB players. I know Pete yeah. Alonso off the top of my head. Plenty of guys from the Caribbean would have been able to. So Spain, Spain could have been cool. Right. Um, Although I think Pete Alonso was pretty dedicated to playing for the United States. I would agree. It yeah, sounds but... like they were telling some story on the air, I think, while they were playing Canada. That like Pete Alonso was evidently like, I don't want to be on the bench. I want to be out there every inning for my country. And I, they were like talking about how cool that was. And part of me was like, well, yeah, I love the spirit. That does sound like a little bit of a diva move, though. Well, you're also getting it secondhand. You know what I mean? You're getting the announcer True. jazzing up the store. Like in reality, he, it probably was him going, hey, I'd love to bat every game because I think I can help the team out. You know what I mean? Like, and knowing the baseball players, I know it could go either way. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So anyway, I, I'm 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 sidetracking. Let's talk about qualifiers, and then we could do an episode yeah. of that later. Well, um, listen. So what's the what's the biggest story here? There's actually two stories, and they happened in the same game. Go ahead. Um, the biggest story of the previous 24 hours, I think, maybe a little bit more than that. Previous 26 hours is that the Dominican Republic, thanks to, again, being the favorite and kind of being asleep at the wheel, lost to the Puerto Ricans and got eliminated on pool play. They lost to Venezuela early, which nobody expected. Right. Venezuela has been absolutely on fire. So has Japan. That is looking like the current favorite for the finals matchup, unless the U.S. wakes up other than Mike Trout. Which I do want to point that out also, but let, but talking about Puerto Rico versus DR, um, yeah, I mean, frankly, I thought that was going to be just, oh, DR's got this. That DR team is almost as loaded as the United States team on offense and more loaded on pitching. So you would think, like, well, dude, I mean, the Puerto Rican team's good, but they're not on that level. And they went out there, and I mean... That the whole Francisco Lindor little league home run thing <laughs> that does kind of give you the oh, they're gonna lose this game vibe, and it turns out that was what happened. Well, here's the thing we can sit here, and I do think it does deserve some coverage of going, Hey, the DR you know fell asleep here and they and they lost it, and that is true. Mm-hmm. But we also totally need to give credit to Puerto Rico. Like, yes, we, I think yeah. coming into this tournament, we went, they're a good team. Any other pool, they'd probably advance, but they can't do it against the DR. And I was the same way. Like, I didn't see it happening. Right. Dude, they proved us wrong, man. They came to play. And all their yeah. guys, like, they're got, like, MJ Melendez and guys that, like, you know, like, Kike Hernandez, who don't get, like, all the headlines and stuff. Dude, they showed up, man. Like, they were awesome. Then they played great defense, and they had excellent pitching, and they had, like, yeah. an excellent bullpen. Like, it, dude, they were incredible. And, like, I think I think they have as good a chance of anybody now, now that it's, like, a, you know, win, win and you're in every game. They've been, they've been unbelievable. And they will play Mexico? Yeah, they're going to play Mexico because the U.S. plays Venezuela. I could see that game going either way. Puerto Rico was really good. I like Mexico. They've, yeah. they've got awesome starting pitchers, and they can piggyback them if they want to. But 
Um, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's a little hard to bet against Mexico when they could throw if they want to. They could throw Urias to start and then throw Sandoval afterwards, who looked great against the United States. Taiwan Walker, Jose Urquidy. Yeah, and then I mean their bullpen is a little weak, although they do have Gallegos to close things out. So it's not like they have zero effective relievers. I don't know if Mexico can make a run just because I think that, you know, they're going to have to lean a little too hard on their starting pitching. But, you know, stranger things have obviously happened in this very World Baseball Classic. There's a pretty bad case of Joey Manises going around. Yeah, yeah, Joey Manises has been really spreading. A virulent strain of Joey Manises. Yeah, these big crowds, you know, people aren't social distancing, and Joey Manises has been spreading like wildfire. (laughs) (laughs) So, so anyway, the U.S. had a had a really bad case. They have long Joey Manises. That could have been terminal if they didn't turn things around. Um, Yeah, thank God. (laughs) So the U.S. will face Venezuela, which is going to be a tough matchup. Venezuela's been amazing. They've been better than the U.S. so far. But Venezuela has been better than everybody yeah, except Japan so far. But but it's the U.S. I, I that game could go either way. Uh, Puerto Rico will face Mexico. That should be a, a fun one, and that should be a crazy one too because it's yeah two teams who obviously have huge fan bases in southern um, you know the United States and southern the United yeah, States. <laughs> they have huge fan bases in the southern United States, and uh, it should it should be wild. Same thing with U.S. Venezuela. Yeah. I'm sure Venezuela is gonna be wild, so that'll be fun. But switching to the other hemisphere, uh, those quarterfinal games are over, which is which is weird. Um, so yeah, Italy faced off against Japan, and that one. Everybody kind of knew Italy did okay. They yeah. lost nine to three. It could have been worse. Yeah, um, I mean, it turned into a little bit of a laugher late. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't get mercy ruled. You know, like Italy, no. like, I don't think anybody gave them a chance. They lost by six. It could have been worse, but that was to be expected. Right. Australia. I want to go on a, a little bit of a rant here, as you can see my my background is the Australian flag. Australia lost right. to Cuba four three, and I just want to talk about Australia for a minute. No, you want to talk about Australia. For five minutes! (laughs) Nobody expected Australia to be here. Except for me, Tom. I said they would beat Korea, and they did. But we already covered that. We don't need to get into it. Yeah, why don't you? We had Phil Seelig on, and we had Dan Vaughn on, and you and I and Dan all picked Australia, and we came up a little bit short. Australia, they performed really well in that game. They gave up four runs. And they they put up three, so they lost. Yeah, but... Ricks and Wingrove. Ricks and Wingrove to play. <laughs> Ricks and yeah, they did great, man. They lost by one to a, a country that objectively is better than them. But here's what I want to say about Australia: one, that's the furthest they've ever gone in the tournament. They will get more prize money now. It put them on the map. Guys like Robbie Glendinning, who were toiling away in the minors, are now internationally known, and I'm really proud of all of them. Two, I, right. I wouldn't say... be surprised if you see somebody like Glendinning end up having like a career in NPB or something. I think he'll get a cup of coffee this year because he is playing for the Royals who suck. And he's uh, that's true. They he, can do. Play, he can play the middle infield, which is always useful. He was good in the minors last year and he put on a show in the WBC. So I think as Trevor Plouffe said, he'll get a drink. But anyway, yeah, that aside, yeah. um, Australia has always been, you know, a lower tier baseball country. They've always been good enough to have a spot in the world baseball classic. They won a silver medal in the Olympics one time, but they've never been anything crazy, but They've always been able to give people a run for their money sometimes. And Australia coming into this tournament had hands down, at least on paper, the worst roster they've ever brought to a World Baseball Classic. Mm. And I want to give you four names. 
that they were without. I'll start off with the lesser two. Lewis Thorpe and Alex Wells. They're both left-handed, kind of swing men, starting pitcher guys. Nothing too crazy, but those are major leaguers. They played in Major League Baseball last year, both of them. Right. And they would have helped. Like, like a, even if they you know didn't start game one, it would be good to have two major league arms that you can count on. They didn't get them. But yeah, it like a lot of people will tell you, and it is absolutely true. There's no such thing as having too much pitching. Exactly. It's exactly. Impossible. <laughs> I mean, those two guys would probably have been their aces, but even if not, it's always good to have two major leaguers to count on, and they didn't have it. But here are the big two: Liam Hendricks. We all know was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He wanted to play. That's terrible. We all hope Liam gets better, and there's nothing you can do about that. Liam Hendricks. Definitely wouldn't have made a difference. And Curtis Mead, the number two ranked prospect in the Rays system. I think he's top 40 overall in MLB. He's unbelievable. The Rays mm-hmm. have been talking about a long-term extension with him. The Phillies traded him for Christopher Sanchez, but that's a separate right. issue. Yeah, he, a.k.a. nothing. Right. He's not the greatest defender. He doesn't have a home yet on defense, but he can mash. Dude, he would have made a huge difference. If Australia mm-hmm. had those four guys, you think they can scratch out another run against Cuba? Or you think they can keep him to three runs? Like, Totally. And I'm not sitting here making excuses. Australia lost. It happens. It doesn't matter. But I'm saying Australia did so well with one hand tied behind their back. Like people don't give Australia enough credit. I'm super proud of Team Australia. I'm super proud of Dave Nielsen and all the guys. I just want to say that because nobody's talking about what they didn't have when they made this run. So anyway, that's my treatise on Team Australia. Congratulations, guys. But Cuba and Japan will be moving on. And that's 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 a game that is a classic in the making. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We need to squash the beef between us and Phil. Was it beef? You know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Phil, Phil, listen, buddy. We were not believers. No. We we stood here in front of God and everyone, and we said, Australia is going to win this game. And you said, no, they're not. So... You know, the the game started. Cuba jumped out to a lead. Australia kept it competitive. But at the end of the day, you were right and we were wrong. And not only were you right, you nailed a lot more than just that they were going to win. You know, he pretty much nailed, you know, I think he nailed the score, right? Didn't he call it 4-3? Th- I don't. I don't think so. I said four three Australia. I think Phil said yeah. But Phil said I remember I said seven four because I thought uh, thought Australia was going to get a late three run homer and seal it up. But listen, Phil. Phil wait. Phil said that Yariel Rodriguez was going to be huge, and he has been huge this whole tournament. Yeah. Phil knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he he really knows that Cuba team, and uh, listen, no hate to Dan. Okay, because oh, Australia easy. Australia gave Cuba a ride, and Australia is nowhere near the baseball country that Cuba is. So that is very impressive, like you said, you know. But, Phil, I, I hope you enjoy a nice victory, Cuban, you know, in a place where it's legal, which is not the place that we live in. Um, you deserve it, as does Team Cuba. And you know what? We were wrong not to believe. <laughs> Phil, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I would say I would say that that beef is squashed. I would consider okay. it squashed. I'll, I'll hit up Phil and we'll find out for sure. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's going to be saying anything like, How much more betrayal can I take? I think we're good. Phil, congratulations. 
Yeah. Um, anyway. Another thing we have to talk about. Yeah. Is, I meant to mention this in the, the PRDR game. Um, part of the reason why there's suddenly a lot of controversy over whether or not the WBC is legitimate or meaningless is uh, Edwin Diaz came out and absolutely mowed down the side in the in the ninth inning. And then during the celebration, he blew out a patellar tendon and he's out for the season. So understandably, the Mets, who are very used to their elite pitchers getting hurt and being out for the season, are a little upset about this. You know, as our Mets fans, there's a lot of people who don't really care about the WBC who kind of like jumped in on this. You know, they were circling like vultures. And uh, I I don't know. I, I think those are brutal takes, frankly. Awful. Like you... You will hear a lot of people be like, oh, dude, these Americans, they they say it's the World Series and you're the world champions if you win it. And it's like, all right, cool. And then let's have the World Baseball Classic. And then people are like, well, dude, it doesn't count. Like, it's just an exhibition tournament. Like, what do you want? You know, like, really? What? What? So there, so baseball, you just, no, there's no world champion. Any way you slice it, you can't do it. Um, I think that you're going to see owners using this to find reasons. They can't prevent their players from playing for the most part, but, you know, they can apply pressure to try to keep them from playing. I'm guessing a lot of the starting pitchers who you did not see in this tournament, a.k.a. almost everybody who was eligible for the United States, may or may not be sitting here being like, well, that's why you don't, playing the world baseball classic so i yeah, think because, because there's no way you could have hurt gotten the same injury playing in a spring training game or right yeah on the steps or so you know what i mean like matt yeah. latos went on the dl because he sneezed wrong like yeah was, i i responded to a tweet <laughs> i think i responded with my personal account but um somebody was like listing off stuff like that and i was like banned sneezing because it took matt latos from us in 2010 yeah, like these things happen. It's a bummer. I'm really bummed for Edwin Diaz. Like I'm bummed for Mets fans, but like it happens. Yeah. I mean, like it's 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 a shame, but it happens. And people like Gavin Lux tore his ACL in a spring training game a couple weeks ago. People aren't saying cancel spring training. It's silly. It's silly. And I th- I think it's going to be like anything else like we've seen in baseball with owners. I remember I was listening to Mark DeRosa on the Chris Rose rotation, and he was right. saying some teams – have been incredible and gone, take our guys. We want to see you win, whatever. And some teams have clutched them like their Fabergé eggs and gone, nope, don't touch them. We don't want them getting hurt, you know, whatever. And that's to be expected. Like, there are the Bob yeah. Nuttings of the world. Yeah, I was going to say, is this the to... usual suspects? I mean, I don't know. He didn't give names. But, like, there, there, like, there are going to be owners who are and GMs and stuff who are going to be like, absolutely not. I don't want my guys getting hurt and scratch and claw to keep everybody they can. Like the Pirates, who wouldn't let G-Man Choi play. And they're right. going to be teams who are going to say yeah go ahead we love the world baseball classic and i think it's the teams that say that that are more forward thinking who are going but if you think about it there are teams i I want to say the dodgers maybe have like an academy in uganda or something like there are teams that are forward thinking who are going hey if we grow the game baseball we grow the talent pool and if we grow the talent pool that's good for baseball and we all make more money and especially teams like the dodgers who actually (laughs) recruit well 
<laughs> yeah. And they're going to be teams who go, Hey, this is bad for me in the short term in the next year. So I don't want it to happen. And that's one of the big problems with baseball is that they can't see the forest for the trees. And they go, no, you can't watch right. this game because I'm not making money off of it. Instead of saying, Hey, if a bunch of kids watch this game and get into it, then 20 years from now, we'll be making a lot more money, but we're yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a little, it's annoying as a baseball fan because you'll see people come out and this happens with anything that has anything to do with the owners. You'll see people come out and start talking about like, you know, well, dude, I mean, the owners got to protect their investment. Like, well, yeah, but you know, if it comes at the expense of ruining the game for fans, then I don't care about that. All of a sudden I'm the biggest socialist on the planet. If that's, if it comes down to, baseball being enjoyable or owners making tons of money no sorry owners making a little bit more money then i'm the biggest socialist on the planet agreed because they can have the game be good and also make money as we see with teams like the padres teams like the mets the teams like the dodgers teams that actually try and you know spend money and like aren't cheap and it like, yeah, I, I said the usual suspects. I wouldn't be shocked if the teams that are not willing to let their players go to the World Baseball Classic, if they can help it, are probably a lot of the same teams who put out like $40 million payrolls. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I'm not against owners making profits off owning their baseball teams. Go for it. No, you should. Yeah, what I'm against is that ruining baseball, which there is a pretty decent amount of that afoot at the moment. Well, not even it's not it's not a zero sum game. It's not oh no, if I let the World Baseball Classic happen, I won't make money. Right, it's like you're doing everything you can to maximize every single dollar you can at the mm-hmm. current moment, as opposed to anything else. And it's like that. That's the problem. Is that like yeah. If you end blackouts, sure, the TV revenue will go down, which I guess is bad if you're an owner. But if you think about it and you go, wow, every fan will love baseball so much more. You don't think that might pay off in the long run? Like They're they're taking the guaranteed money that you can have right now as opposed to the probably much better outcome you'll have later on. But this is a set. Yeah. Well, it is related to the World Baseball Classic. You see, like, fans, especially, like, American fans are a little lukewarm on it as a whole. But, like, especially, like, Japanese fans, fans in Taiwan, fans of Latin American teams are absolutely raging in the stands at these games. Like, they're just partying. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's like, it's like what philadelphia was like during the playoff run this past year at every game and it's the greatest thing ever and then like the players are also like i don't know if you guys have seen it. there's a video going around twitter where they interviewed some of these players and like what means more to you a world series or the world baseball classic and they're like that's a tough one and every single time they go hmm and it's like that, that that's what it means to people and like i'm sure if you're a Dominican Republic fan or a Puerto Rico fan or whatever, you you like you wouldn't like you would be just as happy to see the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, or whoever, win the World Baseball Classic. Like mm-hmm. you would have the same feeling of joy as if the Yankees or whoever you root for wins the World Series. Like it's awesome, right. it's the coolest thing in the world. And, and dude, look at how how bonkers people went for the Caribbean Series a couple months ago. Yeah, 
like the, the absolute just lunacy in the stands when the uh when was it venezuela walked it off I don't to win it. the tournament dude people were going crazy i was like i want more of this yeah it's you know? great for the game it's great for the game of baseball we we've only got a couple minutes left there are any things you wanted to touch on um i did want to touch on this real quick which was that um his name is <laughs> i did want to mention that i uh yeah, I, I mean, the World Baseball Classic is excellent for the game of baseball. This is hands down the best World Baseball Classic we've seen. I think we're in store for even more. I think the only thing that could get in the way is if this Edwin Diaz thing gets out of control and it starts making players not play, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. I, like The players kind of hold all the cards here except a Jazz Chisholm or G-Man Choi situation where they can block you. But other than that, players can go, hey, I'm going to play. And, yeah. uh, and that's good. That's the way it should be. So... The World Baseball Classic's awesome. I'm really enjoying it, and it's going to be exciting to see who wins it. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be exciting to see come 2026 where Sean stands in all this, where best friend of the show Sean Spradling stands in all this. Yeah. Because by rights, he should be, like you mentioned, getting any attention at all from MLB. But as it stands, you know, I mean, like Morosi did an interview with him. He did talk to Morosi on his podcast. So, I mean, that, there's there's something there because Morosi's kind of the dedicated like world baseball I, classic I guy. I feel there, right? pretty confident saying that Sean will be doing this full time at some point. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll let people take that as they want to. Yeah, but doing this full time. Doing our podcast full time is what you mean. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. Sean will be doing our our podcast. Um, we will definitely try to put out some more of these. Uh, it yeah. should be easier since there's less games. Um, but yeah, we got a little off in the weeds talking about Israel and talking about Australia and Cuba and stuff. So yeah, I definitely. Well, we had some stuff to talk about. You know, to yeah, they were up. fun. They were fun. I'm not, no, sorry, I, I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying, like, we sort of got uh, talking about individual things, and I right. sort of like doing these like thirty thousand foot views of the World Baseball Classic. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, at some point we'll be going back to regular baseball too. We're gonna have Ben Silver on, who's a Phillies writer, and he, we'll do some Philly stuff with him, and uh, we'll be having Kenny DeJohn on again to talk about MLB right. the show. The new games coming out and they're gonna have world baseball classic stuff in it so it all comes full circle it's another crossover event yeah so we're also um we're also thinking about we may be having and this is us just scratching our own itch here because we're both phillies fans we were considering having a phillies mega event before the season yes (laughs) we were gonna have people on play phillies elmer descends you know, we were going to maybe do some Phillies Melvin Mora, you know, talk. Where do we think the Phillies are going to land? Now that the Mets don't have Edwin Diaz, I mean, classic Mets. Yeah. Second place looking a whole lot better. Oh, I do want to pose one question to our listeners. Uh, we have Elmer Descends. We have Melvin Mora. We have these fun Brendan Ryan, Mark Bolander. Yeah, which we have not played on air yet. We haven't, but we have these fun baseball games, and I think people are enjoying them. Uh, once again, shout out to Orvin for coming on. Thanks again. Yes. Man. Yep. But I want to know if people want to know about like, it would be interested in crossovers. Like I would love to do a football Elmer descends and I want to call it artist Hicks. Cause that's one of the best names, <laughs> I but like, or like a hockey one or a basketball. Like I would love, and obviously, and I think the fun part is we wouldn't be as good. I mean, football. Oh be, yeah. 
But like, dude, hockey, I would be awful. I mean, I, I like. No, hockey. I wouldn't be I as would nearly as good at any of them as yeah, baseball. Like, I would be able to come up with some guys, but like, I want to have on like a hockey expert and just, you know what I mean, and have a blast doing that. So anyway, right? Oh, I do want to. I do want to give a, a quick shout out. My cousin, many call him Colin. I don't, but many do. Wants to play Elmer Descends. Yes, let's do it. And he does not watch baseball. Let's do it. Uh, dude, so he, he has been sending me some names, and he sent me a guy who I literally have just never heard of in my entire life. No, wait, he save sent it. Let me... him, no, 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 let him have it. We'll have him on. Let him have it. You want to have him on? Yeah, let can him I, have Can it. I read this one or no? All right, go ahead. We got a minute and a half. He sent me Michael Cleto. I was like, dude, who is that? Dude, what? I'm gonna have to see a picture of this guy. Michael Cleto. It's spelled like Michael Franco. We'll have to have it. Well, dude, yeah. I want to have Colin on and see what he can come up with. He, he sent me some good ones. He doesn't know baseball, so it's not quite in the spirit of the game that you can't come up with them off the top of your head. But um, you know, yeah, he's. You know what we'll do? We'll do rookie hour. Yeah, Elmer Let's do it real fast because we got to wrap it up. If you want to come on like Orvin and play Elmer Descends or tell us anything else you want, email us at thebaseballpod at gmail.com or you can DM us or tweet at us at thebaseballpod too. Thank you for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, as always, his name is Dan As always, that remains true. And what also remains true is that we will see you next time.